This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Humphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope you're able to check out last week's episode, which featured my chat with the author of The Farmer's Almanac, Unofficial Guide to Fish, Volume 6, and Mother Vinegar drummer Kevin Castles. We talk about a shit ton of topics like what music he was into as a kid, going to his first Grateful Dead show, his journey to writing his book about fish, his first Umphreys McGee show, and what it was like opening for Umphreys. And he also shares some details about a very interesting project that he's been working on. If you didn't give that one a listen, I highly recommend that you do. Such a really great conversation. Thank you again to Kevin for his time. Seriously, so much fun chatting with him, and I really look forward to the next time we can sit down and talk. There is a link in the show notes where you can find that episode and also the link to watch the video of our conversation on the show's YouTube channel and IGTV if that's your thing. Before we dive in, I want to share with you an amazing offer exclusively for my listeners from Audible.com. Audible.com allows you to choose from thousands of audiobook titles to download that you can listen to offline anytime, anywhere. The app is free to download and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets. And something I thought was awesome, you can listen across devices without losing your spot. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and personal development. Every month, members receive one credit to pick any title from a number of genres and subjects, two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Also, if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your monthly credits for up to a year and use them to binge on a whole series later if you'd like. I personally love reading personal development books and biographies about musicians, which I'm sure is not a surprise to hear. I've listened to some really great ones using Audible. A few that I loved were The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis, You Are a Badass by Jen Sinchiro, and some incredible biographies like The Dirt, The Motley Crue Story, Gold Dust Woman about Stevie Nicks, and Life by Keith Richards, which was absolutely phenomenal, and I seriously recommend that book to every music fan that I know. 
No matter what your favorite genre, Audible has something you'll enjoy. Head to audibletrial.com slash dropped among this crowd and you'll receive a 30-day free trial of Audible and a free audiobook of your choice. A perfect way to snag that book you've been meaning to check out. That's audibletrial.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D for your free 30-day trial of Audible and free audiobook. This week, I am incredibly pleased to have my good friend, my life coach, fellow badass female um freak, and just absolutely beautiful soul on the show, Mindy Lutch. I'm really looking forward to you guys hearing our conversation. We talk about a whole bunch of amazing topics. Mindy talks about her first live Umphreys McGee experience, places she would love to see the band play live, her friendship with the band, what she feels is the key to a marriage that lasts 20 years. She takes us on a little journey through her own healing gives us some really great advice that we can all use in all areas of our lives, and seriously, so much more. No surprise that even though we were doing an interview, Mindy still said exactly what I needed to hear that day, and there is no doubt something that you will hear her say will be exactly what you need to hear, too. She's just she's just like that. Thank you so much to Mindy for your time and energy and gifts that you bring to this world. I am so grateful to call you friend and have you in my life and have you on my team. Just so, so much love to you, girl. You guys are seriously going to love this conversation. And if you don't know Mindy or have only maybe heard her name in the community or whatever, you should definitely reach out to her or when we have shows again, go up to her and say hi because she's amazing, and we all need someone like her in our lives. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow ump family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. So here is my conversation with the absolutely amazing Mindy Lutch. Enjoy. Talk about being quarantined right now. How is everything going for you? Where are you actually located? I am located in the um, Tahoe, Reno area in California. Okay. So I am um, in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. I live outside of a town of like 2000 and um, so not a lot going on, um, which is 
a good thing and it's mm -hmm. gorgeous um uh when it first started we were getting dumped with snow and winter finally started appearing so it was um good to uh you know kind of help being oh i'm snowed in feeling instead of oh you're not leaving your house for a few months um so it helped but now it's gorgeous outside and all i want to do is be outside so luckily we can do that around here um we don't have a lot of neighbors we have some neighbors but um it is good to kind of know that there are people if we need people and everybody kind of stays their distance there's there's got to be like trails and places for you to get outdoors out there i'm Definitely. sure yes lots and lots of them yeah nice um so how long have you been staying at home the last day that i was in town in um the big city um my last <laughs> massage that i got was um on march 13th okay and that was i was supposed to leave two days later to go to la for the west coast umphreys run so um that was right when all of that happened so mm -hmm. that was i've been pretty much home since yeah it's about the same time they called school here in new york state it was like the 17th i believe whatever that monday was um mm -hmm. of march so we've been it's it's been about the same time so you had how many shows you're going to go to Iceland to, and you're going to be in LA. So yep. talk a little a bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, it, it all was all crammed in together, which was so crazy. I remember saying to my husband, like, we have never had so much fun stuff all packed into one tiny area of the year, mm -hmm. even, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, and then they announced Umble too. And it was mm -hmm. like, oh. mm -hmm. like wait, what? Like, oh. how can you give us all this fun stuff all at once? So um, I had about, I had 11 shows that I was seeing. Um, wow. Cause I was going to my, um, I grew up in St. Louis. So that St. Louis mm -hmm. run was right after Iceland. Um, I was going to mm -hmm. spend 10 days in Iceland and then go visit them and then go to New York, which was like mm -hmm. next week or this weekend. This coming weekend. <laughs> um, we were going to be there too. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's been harder for me. When I was supposed to be somewhere on. So these, this time leading up to you know next week something like that um has been i've noticed it, it's a little bit harder energetically with knowing that i was going to be somewhere and mm -hmm. you're not going mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um so i i look forward to kind of seeing if any of that shifts once may comes um but of course you know then there's red rocks and then there's this and that and all the other fun stuff we had but it certainly puts it all into perspective of how much fun we have mm -hmm. yeah yeah how how not only just like umphrey stuff i had planned but like my kids had things that were going on in their lives that were exciting and all these things but then also 
how grateful we are as Umphreys fans to have all that to look forward to in such a short amount of time is amazing too. We're just yeah. super grateful for that. Yeah. No, I look forward that some of it is postponed. I don't know if any of that's really going to happen. Um, I have fingers crossed that hopefully at some point it will. Um, it's, it's an interesting time that I'm not planning things, you know, like I've always been not like a planner in the sense of that I'm going to plan every day, but like that I'm buying a plane ticket or knowing that I'm going somewhere. And that's mm -hmm. so, you know, like, oh, let's go here and oh, let's book this um, and tickets and buying plane tickets and buying the concert tickets and <laughs> buying this and that. So it's, it's very uh, interesting to realize how much time I put into that because mm -hmm. that was like my fun. Like, oh, I'm having a bad day. Let's book a plane ticket somewhere <laughs> fun, you know? Like, that's one way to, like, guarantee that you're going to go have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives you something to look forward to. That's why uh, the, my husband and I decided to do fancy night for the kids on Saturday because there's there wasn't anything to look forward to. And right. so they were super excited and I was too, I'll admit it. I was super excited all week and yeah. you know, dressed up and we danced and we had food. And so it's, you just don't have something to look forward to is I think definitely the hardest too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing the same thing. And I had my birthday. Um, and that That's was something right. that I was looking forward to. And I had like a chill session with Jake and we had that chill session with Joel and Ryan and, and zoom mm -hmm. birthday party and you know that kind of thing so now that that's gone i'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah that for sure <laughs> that was a lot of fun on friday though <laughs> it, that i'm grateful that you invited me that was so much fun and and to celebrate your awesomeness and to chill with them was like a little therapy session i feel I too it was and i think it was good for for them too. I think that them being able to connect with fans, not only on the, the lesson level, um, but on the chill level to spend this yeah. time, I, I think it's just as good for them as it is for us, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And just cause that's what I was gonna do. You know, like that's what I look forward to a lot when I see shows. So going and, and not having that to some degree, it's, it's just, you know, that's what I was missing. I was like, oh, I want to see them and say hi and, you know, do all those things. So it's good to, to have that opportunity. I'm glad that that website is here for people to learn and for us to hang and have fun and to be able to support our friends too, you know? Absolutely, they're, what they're doing is such such an awesome thing. So who is quarantined with you? It's you and your husband. Yep, just us and, and Frankie, who's hiding behind me. Right there. Uh, <laughs> just <hi>, chilling. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yep, it's just us. And my husband is in the biofuels industry. And so, um, fuel is still a necessity. So he's still been working and it, it's really helping me have normality in my life with him still doing his thing. 
Like, mm-hmm. yes, he has, you know, some extra time and he's, he is home more than usual, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as just having a normal feeling with the house and the structure and, you know, him being gone and him coming back and all that, it, it helps me to feel somewhat normal even with me not leaving, that he is still working and doing his thing. So it works. Yeah, that's how I feel about my husband is still working. Um, And it's, you know, it's a mixed feeling, but I am grateful for that exact reason. It it has that sense of normalcy to it. And I think it's, it's good for him too, to have that, that feeling of normal and, you know, give him something to do too, honestly. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, when we were snowed in, my husband was snowed in for like two days and afterwards when he was leaving, he's like, oh, it feels like I've been here for a month. It's like, it's only been two days, honey. It's only been two days. <laughs> Imagine how he would feel now if he was not working. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He's, he's a busy, busy, busy person. So I have no doubt that he would just get stuff done and be super productive. Um, but yet I'm grateful that he's able to work and have somewhat of a normal existence going on for him. It works. Right. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it's that case for pretty much everybody right now. <laughs> having that little sense of normal. So talk about your marriage. How long have you and Jamie been married? We've been married for 21 years. Wow. Very nice. Yep. yep. Um, we, uh, yeah, 21 wonderful years. Um, we, we work really well together. Relationships are not easy for anybody. So, um, I'm grateful that we have a lasting relationship and we're able to, um, to, to make it work. Yeah, that's what it's about. And, and I say the same thing, um, I was just talking to a friend the other day about this, that it, it, even if you have two people that, you know, get along so well and they connect on all these levels and everything, like you still have to work at it. You yeah. still have to be intentional of feelings and all of these other things. And I think it's important that we're honest about that because yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you like each other and whatever. So you're good. You don't have to do anything now. So right. Yeah. So it's great that you, you say that too. So what do you think is the biggest, you could say one of the biggest things of having a marriage that lasts 20 years? I would say respect, respect and, um, honest communication, because if you can respect who a person is and why they're here on earth in general, like as a human being here, then it takes a lot of like the pettiness away from some of the um, just everyday things and really seeing the beauty in, in our perfect imperfections because n- we are all crazy. All of us are crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy. And like, can my crazy match your crazy? And can we make this work? Um, So the communication helps so that you truly um, look at the relationship or any relationship, be it a friendship or 
a marriage or any kind of relationship, Mm -hmm. can you um, talk about it as a relationship, like as a thing? Like, let's talk like, oh, I'm so, I feel so connected to you. I think we're doing great right now, you know, or like, you know, I'm kind of feeling disconnected. Let's work on this. Or, you know, just really like communicating as if it's, if your relationship is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's how I approach it, even with my children, obviously, because that's a relationship. And uh, the way I explain it to my daughter is like your bank account, you know? And so you have this thing a tangible thing that is your bank account and what you're putting in or taking out. And I'll use sort of different examples of what would be in each category. And I, for her, it made perfect sense. So I think something like that, when you do think of your relationship as a thing, then it it definitely changes your perspective on, on it and, and what you should be doing to be intentional inside of it. Right. Yeah, because it is, you know, and friendships too, friendships with girlfriends too, you know, or any just Mm -hmm. friendships in general. It's like, hey, I'm feeling like, you know, we're disconnected or is there something wrong or something like that? Because it, it, you know, it deserves to be talked about too. It deserves to be praised. It deserves to tell you in your heart, like this means something to me because I also feel like people will push you to get you to talk about the way that you feel. And so Mm -hmm. if you talk about the way that you feel without being pushed to it, then you don't have to get to that point. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like telling your girlfriend, like, Hey, my, this friendship means a lot to me. You mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, maybe bickering and fighting and then trying to get you to say that. Right. Right. And again, that sounds just like, you know, with my daughter, I'm like, all right, you use your actual words yeah. and, and then we'll, we'll get somewhere. so let's talk about your beautiful jewelry that you make tell us um the name of your jewelry business and why you started it and um was making jewelry something you're always interested in the name of my line is divine healing jewelry and i i have i've been making jewelry since i was a little girl um, and it was just something that I always loved to do and brought me a lot of joy. Um, and then I stopped doing it for a while. Um, in high school, I didn't really do it. And then, um, I blew glass in the nineties. Um, cool. uh, and so I was always artistic. Like I did a lot of pottery and singing and things like that. And then, um, And then I started blowing glass. And then when we built our house back in the late nineties, um, I didn't have a space to blow glass. So, um, that was when I started getting really into gemstones and healing in general. And so I started, um, turn to beads and, and making jewelry with, with gemstones. So it was first gemstones that I was working with in general. And then, um, with like websites and being 
able to like order things for people or to have things online, it was really challenging because most of my gemstone stuff is all one of a kind. So if I had something, it was like, oh, I have to put this up on the website, but then I sold it or I couldn't have a shopping cart or I couldn't have things that people could buy. Um, and so that was when I started, um, working with plain silver, which was all recreatable. And mm -hmm. that is when I, um, took my love of music and love of jewelry and put those two together to create some of the lines that are, that are all music inspired. That's very cool. Yeah. I've, your stuff is so beautiful. I still, I, I have to admit, I still have to invest in a piece but I haven't decided which one because they're all awesome. They really are. And I'll make sure to put all your stuff in, in the notes and descriptions and all that so everybody can find your, your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your, your other business, your life coaching business, which I personally am super grateful for you. Um, you are my life coach and we've, and almost a year I feel uh, maybe not quite that we've been working together and just personally and professionally and you know everything in between um, <laughs> you know you've just been an, an amazing friend anyways um, but then to have you on my team is has been such a beautiful thing so well, talk thanks. more about your your business and and you talked about getting into healing and stuff so obviously there's a journey from there to where you are now. So take us yes. on that. <laughs> um, well, I am a jack of all trades. I, I enjoy doing a lot of things just so that I don't get burned out on just doing one. Um, but I started my healing journey um, in 1995 when I, um, I was dealing with a whole bunch of sciatica and back pain and stuff like that. And um, I ended up going to massage school. And so that was what brought me out West to California and was my first um, dabbling into massage and healing and just the healing arts in general. And so with doing that, um, I started um, learning all sorts of different healing modalities for um, for releasing trauma, releasing disease, releasing, getting to our root core issues to, um, to heal in general. And so with that, a lot of coaching or talking in general about what's going on was kind of at the forefront of every modality that I learned. And for like 20 something years, I just took every class I could take, every workshop, every teacher that I could study with that I was connected to. And I really just um, soaked it all in and, and learned as much healing um, as I could uh, just to have a really broad toolbox because everybody is so different and, and everybody needs something different. So I, I found that I needed to have a really big tool bag to be able to, to help people the way that they needed it. Um, and so with doing massage, I've always focused on injury recovery, keeping people out of pain. 
um, that type of thing, which I still do. I'm not doing massage right now, but um, that is still a, a profession that I have and that I practice. Um, and so as I'm switching, you know, I, most massage therapists don't last over 20 years in profession. And so I was just like, how can I take my healing practice and fo focus that more on the other things that I'm good at, which is talking people through their stuff as like a life coach type thing. So I've been working to try to um, find a way to, to put it all together because some people really like structure and packages and, um, and just the, the little pieces of it. So, um, so I've been working to put that together and have a cohesive message and understanding. Um, and then two years ago, three, two, three years ago was when I found, um, a program that I teach, which is called the dream builder program. And that was, um, created by a woman named Mary Morrissey. And she put together a really great package, um, for people who like structure. And so as I was switching over, I wanted to find something that, um, that had all of my teachings because all of my teachings are spiritual teachings. All of them um, are based in universal truth and universal knowledge and things like that. So I needed to have something that had that as the foundation because it's, it's everything that I talk about. So I was happy to finally find a program that I connected with in that way so that I could start offering that. Um, and so it was really there that I switched gears and was like, okay, this is really something that I'm good at. This is something that I want to do. So in the last three years, I've focused more on advertising that as something I do and really um, doing it in a bigger, more visual way instead of just like, you know, on the side talking about that that's what I did, but really putting the time and effort into the advertising and a website and more programs and more writing and writing coaching content and all of that stuff. So yeah. it's, um, it's, I'm every day I'm grateful right now that I did make that change and I did have the foresight to like have everything in place right now to be able to, uh, to serve in a, in a bigger way and help people through this because this is, really big. This is big stuff going on right now. And there's no doubt that as we look back at our lives, that this is going to play a big part of that for us, whether it's before quarantine, before coronavirus. I don't know how we're going to talk about it moving forward, but um, we, we will remember this. There, you can't forget that this is happening in our history. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in some way, there's going to be everyone either is or will be or something will, you know, everyone is changing in, in some way from this, whether they want it or not. Um, right. This is a whole totally different episode. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. And everybody's going through the same thing, but differently. 
Mm -hmm. It's like we, we, we truly are experiencing this all in different ways and there's nobody going through it in the exact same way and with the exact same emotions and the same people and the same situations. And, you know, some people have jobs, some people have savings, some people, you know, it's like everybody's just so different. So we have to honor where people are and respect where people are and Mm -hmm. come at them with so much love and compassion for where they are. Absolutely. So let's, I mean, we're talking about healing and, and especially now with the world, let's talk about the healing power of music. I mean, anyone that's tuning into this and has been listening for this long will have, will be able to have a a moment where that has happened to them. Um, So, so talk about, about that. all been huge of my life. First radio and MTV came out in the 80s and we would watch Thriller every half hour on the half hour and, you know, just MTV generation, I guess I would call myself to some degree. Um, and so music was everything. Me and my brother constantly listened to music. So it was always, always, always um, in my life and going to concerts was as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in high school, I found fish, um, back in 1991, um, I started listening to fish and before that the grateful dead. And so I was always, you know, into going to concerts and, and that kind of thing. And, I also sang from a very early age. So it was truly, it was re it like, it lived in my soul. Like it, music truly is like the heartbeat of my soul. I mean, it's, that's just the way that I flow. And it's a really great way to, to meet like-minded people as well. Mm -hmm. So I've always used music as a way to, to meet my tribe and to vibrate we vibrate at the same frequency as people who listen to the same type of music. So I've always used it as a way to connect with my people and find my people and to be able to, um, to have that in, in my life. But seeing live music is, has always been um, my outlet, my way that I, receive and give and heal and it's a ceremony it's a vortex of healing it's the way that I connect with source the most it's the way that I can get out of my body and get out of my mind and get out of everything and just tune in um some people would consider that like their meditation or the their church you know Mm -hmm. I mean that's really that's my church a hundred percent (laughs) yeah and so um that's that's always been my connection to source Mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely feel the same way and music for me um my dad passed away in 2006 and him and I had so many memories and bonds with music and 
that's how I will know that my dad is, is there, you know, like I'll hear a song on the radio or something. And, and so it's, it's the exact same thing. And I'm sure other, other people have, have had that same feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's that connection to the other side. The veil is so thin in those live music moments because you're, it's like, the creation of music in general. And so as we are there, our energy is there to be able to expand and receive and give and to create in those live music moments. So as we're experiencing that, we can open up to magic and miracles and, and all of these things that that can happen in our lives, whether it's healing something that we're ready to give and, 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 uh, expel, um, and get rid of in our life or something that we want to attract. Um, but it's that, that veil of the other side and this side, and it becomes blurred when we're in those moments Mm -hmm. of live music, especially. Absolutely. And that what you're talking about is the part that I'm missing the most now, (laughs) because that was, that's, was your place. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, your, as you said, your church and Mm -hmm. your people and you don't have that. But again, it's, we're, we're lucky that we do still have our, our live streams and, you know, the zoom calls and things like that. But that's, Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So and it's hard to, it's hard to know when that's going to happen or anything like that. You know, it's, I know that at some point it will. And, um, and I just hold that faith, whether it's years or months or days or weeks or hours, it doesn't really matter, but I know that it will be back and that we can have that at some point. So I'm holding on to that. And, we, you know, we still are able to go back and watch videos and go back and do that type of thing to, to watch and connect and, and still talk to these people, talk to our friends who we are in those moments. So we can pick up the phone and have conversations with people instead of rocking out or traveling together. Right. Yeah. And, and I know I, I mentioned this when we were hanging out Friday, but I feel like I'm connecting with people more. Um, you know, I'll text all my various friends from all over the country and it, more because, you know, legitimately want to check on everybody and make sure everybody's doing all right from day to day. Yeah. Cause so many things are changing. And so in, in a weird way, that's, kind of nice I don't know like I'm grateful for it because I'm connecting with people more often so you know our relationships are are building because we're connecting more so yes I don't know it's a, a weird silver lining I guess in mm-hmm. in all of this is yeah, actually I, connecting more yeah I feel like I'm connecting more for sure mm-hmm. I do and and I'm noticing who's reaching out to me noticing who I'm called to reach out to and that's how we know like that these people mean so much to us and that's what we're missing and that's 
So I, I feel like I am connecting more now as well. And, and when we do talk, it's a little bit more soulful than like, Hey, how's the weather? Because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, things, life is so much deeper now. Like mm-hmm. we're real life things instead of just like, Oh, the weather. Hey, how are you? It's like, mm, a little bit deeper than that right now. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, is your family on the brink of collapse? Like, are you like, will you have a job to come back to like bigger things than just like, Hey, what's up? Absolutely. And, and I think it's also been fantastic to see uh, people I know throughout the community who this would be happening anyways, even if there was no pandemic, I know for sure that this would be happening in our community anyways, because that's just how our um, family is. Um, but there, you know, people would need thermometers or whatever, and they are sending things to each other and making sure that we have what we need. And that's, it's so beautiful to, to have that. And and like I said, we already were like that, you know, all of us in, in the community, but to see that still happening is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've found a lot of joy in sending packages to people in the last recent bit. Like, I had some extra thermometers, like you said, and, like, there's people that really did need them. So I've been enjoying putting together little packages and sending things off to people. And like we were saying, you know, just letting people know that you care and that you're there. And this is different times. And it's been a long time since I've written a snail mail letter to somebody, you know? So it's a, it's a new world. Why not embrace it in new ways? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we, (laughs) we adjust and, and, and move forward and and do what we can. So let's switch it around and let's talk about some Umphreys McGee. So tell us when you first were introduced to Umphreys and what your initial reaction was. Well, Umphreys McGee is one of my favorite subjects. I could talk about it all day long. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, uh, I first stumbled upon Umphreys McGee in 2001 at High Sierra. And I will never, 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 ever, ever, ever forget when this happened. But we were on the main stage late night and um, not late night, but the closing final um show for the evening on the main stage was leftover salmon and um one of the guys in leftover salmon was so drunk that he was like falling over on stage and the show sucked i mean we were just like what are we doing here like this is awful like let's get out of here and so um so my husband and I like walked out of the show and we just like all of a sudden stumbled upon this, um, the stage. And we were like, Whoa, what, what is this? Like, this is really interesting. And going back and listening, we, uh, we walked up and they were playing, um, syncopated strangers. And so we were just like, in awe of like what is this and um it was really big stage and deep 
um, and they actually don't even have that stage dice here. And look to see, um, we, we never walked up to see like who they were. Was it girls? Was it guys? Were they 80? Were they 14? Like we never walked up to like check it out any further. We just like stood in the back literally with our jaw to the floor, like <laughs> the floor. Like we were just like, oh my God. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this? This is amazing. So your question of like, I, like we were literally hooked from the first note, like the first note and like, we had just left my brother, Rick, and my best friend at the time and at the main stage. And we were like, should we go get them? Should we go get them? Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not like, missing anything. I'm not missing any of this. And, um, and then within like 10 minutes, they were both standing next to us. Because like I said, we were in the back and they had wandered over too. And it, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, we were just like so amazed. And um, I remember they played a buzz that night and just a whole bunch of other things. It was just like, it was amazing. It was truly amazing. And I remember my brother left High Sierra early because they were playing in LA like <laughs> that next day or something. He was like, I'm leaving. He's like, <laughs> leaving the festival to go home early to see these guys which he said that there was like 10 20 people in the venue so i'm sure that he's glad that he did now but yeah um we were definitely hooked from from the get-go we we were both very enamored and then it was really interesting to like find out oh they're like my age and because like I said, we didn't, I didn't know if they were guys or girls or both, or, I mean, we just had no idea. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So how many shows have you seen at this point? I am right around 220. Nice. Oh, wait, 230, 230, 240. I was going to hit 250 this year, but that's not happening anymore. That's not happening. At all. <laughs> that's probably that's, not happening anymore. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I'm like a two, four, 35, 40. Very nice. Um, yes. My, my Umphreys beat my fish at this point. Um, <laughs> they were neck and neck there last year, but now I'm over the edge with Umphreys. Um, and I'm grateful for every single show that I've seen. Like I, truly consider it an honor to witness Humphreys McGee's live concerts. Mm -hmm. Like it is just an honor. Like they are special. They are incredible. They are deep. They are life-changing. They are just soulful and just open. I mean, they're just so open-hearted and amazing human beings or non-human beings, but you know, here on earth right now they're human beings um <laughs> but um they truly they truly are incredible and that they've all found each other and that they're touring and give us so much um it's it's just humbling it really is it mm -hmm. it really is and exactly everything everything that you said so is there in all those shows what is your favorite place to to see them play 
That's a good question. Um, I love Red Rocks. Red Rocks is really special. Um, just even in general, I mean, the dinosaurs walked there and like the Beatles played there. So right there, it's pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just the Beatles and the dinosaurs. You know. Um, uh, so I would say the Red Rocks is really special for me. Um, the Tabernacle is one of my favorite venues in the country. Like hanging off the edge of one of those balconies is just my happy place. Like I just, I love the Tabernacle. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so that has to be mentioned. Um, but I love the Riverside too. Um, which one of my favorite shows came from, which was 11113 at the Riverside. That um, that Halloween run was so special. <laughs> so special. Um, and Jamie and I were celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary that weekend. Oh, nice. Um, and I got a final word request that I wanted. So it's always special. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so do you have a favorite song? I mean, I, I get a mixed answer here. Sometimes people like they definitely have an answer and then some people are not totally sure. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I don't have a favorite song per se because there are so many that like just melt my heart so much. Um, so, so much. Um, like the end of Puppet Strings, the end of Divisions, the end of Haji, um, just all of those. I'm a, I'm a lyric girl. So mm -hmm. I just, those sappy Bayless, uh, just warm and fuzzies, um, are what like really get me, um, two by two. Oh, so good. Um, so I don't necessarily have like, up. Oh, this is my favorite song. And then every time I think I do, then it changes. <laughs> so for sure. I try not to, you know, I, I love it all. I really do. Mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. Because they each, they're each a different piece of yes. the bigger puzzle. So, right. you know, they each play an, an important, an important part, I think. They do. And there it's just poetry for my soul i mean brendan bayless the way that he writes music is unlike anybody else like it's mm -hmm. just it's poetry it's lyrical genius it's it's so special and over the years after seeing him 20 plus years it's like whoa well actually night 20 yeah math today it's not like not 20 plus years um almost 20 um they keep getting better and better it was like how can these songs and these lyrics keep getting better and better and better and better and sure enough they do it's so amazing i mean even this newest crop of of music with like seasons and uh, attachments and it's just those lyrics are just absolutely incredible. Like mm -hmm. I certainly can't write music like that. That's for sure. I mean, I just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It really is. And one of the things that, that I love about, um, Humphreys in general is 
that they know, they know that they are on to something special. Like they know that something here is worth dying for. And mm-hmm. they understand that they're here to heal. And I've had conversations with some of them and they know that they're healers in general of like, that that's one of their missions here, that that's one of the reasons that they're here is to heal through music, through being who they are, whatever it is the case, it doesn't even matter, but they realize that they're healers. And that's, that's probably one of the reasons that I connect to it. And that's one of the reasons that we all get healed so much from it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, every time I talk with them and, and another one says that, or an, it comes out in another way, um, it's just like, ding, ding, ding. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is why I love you guys so much. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, talking with them, um, about being healers. It's obviously a, a little bit of a deeper subject than just, Hey, will you sign this? sort of a conversation. So talk about your friendship with the guys in Umphreys McGee. Um, literally, I can honestly say that they are all some of my favorite human beings on the planet. Like they are just, they have the kindest souls and the kindest hearts and they are just so nice, like just nice and humble and caring and kind. I could just go on and on and on about how they are as human beings. Um, and back in like 01, 02, 04, all the way up, you know, back in the early days, there weren't a lot of people around. So it was easy to like meet them and like kind of get to like hang a little or chat or say what you wanted to say type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that that's how it started to some degree. Um, but I had a, have a really good connection with Brendan. Um, and he was like the first person that I kind of like, like reached out to and chatted more with, um, and had a really deep connection with him. Um, and he, uh, I, I'm a massage therapist. And so I would kind of like talk with him a lot about, his, he had some carpal tunnel type things and pain and that kind of thing. Um, and so I would talk with him about that and that's what kind of sparked that closeness with him of like hanging out and chatting on a regular basis and like me working on him, um, or other guys who needed it and that kind of thing. So yes, generally when I have a conversation with somebody, it goes deep. Like, I'm just not really a surface, like, how's the weather? You know, Mm -hmm. how's your dog? Or, I mean, yeah, my dog's a deep subject, but, um, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like in general, I like to have deep conversations. So when I am talking with somebody that it usually does go there to some degree, um, especially Jake, like he's not talking about foofy things like he goes in just as much as as I do for like going deep and like and now for real talk you know Mm -hmm. because that's how we get to know people and that's how that's how we expand our awareness in general because if we're always just having like these surface conversations 
then we're not going to feel comfortable enough to expand our awareness, to learn something new from somebody else, um, and also to um, open our minds and our hearts to, to really seeing what and feeling what this person is, is saying and trying to get across. So um, that, uh, that would be one of the reasons why I've always loved to have conversations with Jake because he, he definitely really, really, really goes there. Um, and Ryan is, he, he's amazing. Like every time I talk with him, I realize something more. And he's one of the people that back for, oh, this is a long time ago now, but you know, he said to me that he did realize that he does healing and, and that kind of thing. And so that like throughout time, all of them have kind of mentioned that in other ways. But when I realize that they realize that they're doing it, then it's even more of a like, Oh, you get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they do, they get it. They all get it. And Joel, he's, Oh, he's, so amazing i i love them all like i love talking to joel like i could talk mm-hmm. to joel yeah. all day long especially when joel is in a really good mood he's got loose lips and i'm <laughs> <laughs> asking all sorts of questions so is there going to be an umble so where are the years this year so are you going back to st louis anytime soon um and so <laughs> um yeah. And Andy is, has a heart of gold. He is so, so sweet. And, um, I, I, I love any chance I do get to talk with him. Um, and Chris, oh my goodness, that man is something special. I mean, mm-hmm. I was just watching real to real again the other day. It came on after, um, the, uh, webcast that they were doing on YouTube and, the idea that Humphreys found this guy is just, it's a miracle. It's a total miracle. Cause I was around back in Miro days and when things moved over and switched over and it was definitely like a, huh, this is interesting. I wonder how this is going to work out, but it was literally seamless, like seamless as a fan. It was seamless. And it's all because of Chris Myers. And I can honestly say that Chris Myers is one of the most amazing musicians on the planet. Like he, his vocal range, the way that he plays the drums, like, I mean, he is just an animal. He's an animal. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of them are so amazing. They, they're just so special and they, have a special place in my heart, all of them, um, as with my Humphreys family as well. Like we have a really amazing family. Like I have a, I, I listen to fish. I listen to string cheese. Um, and we have really special families, but there is something about Humphreys family that really is different. Um, and and ranging in ages too like there's a lot of younger Humphreys fans in their 20s that I connect so deeply to and then there's a lot of people my age in their 40s and 50s and above that I connect to as well um it's like age doesn't matter 
Mm -hmm. All that matters is rage, mm -hmm. rest, repeat, mm -hmm. um, and and just uh, just connecting in that way. And everybody, yeah, it's just it's a really, really special special family that we have. It's so beautiful, and it's because of them. It's because of the boys. So I love the. Humphrey's organization. I think that all of them are so kind and caring and they make it all work, you know, Vince and KB and, and just the crew in general, like they, they, they all have like this vibrational frequency. Like they're all really similar, you know, like anytime anybody is like, come into the organization like when bobby came in or when any of them gets hired it's like oh you fit like this totally is like i can see like you guys are it works you know mm -hmm. um because everybody truly truly vibrates at that frequency mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um everybody's just been really kind and respectful and and inviting like it's not it's not a lot of like clicks and you're not allowed here or you know fights amongst people everybody's pretty cohesive and kind and and inviting and welcoming and warm um where some other groups may not have that so much yeah and there's i i feel that there are people um that are in this community that are a hundred percent closer than my actual family people that i would consider you know brothers and sisters and things like that so to have that connection and then we're like oh yeah then we love the same band you know so to to have that is is so amazing too absolutely absolutely so talk about a way that umphreeze has inspired you in your life um, that's a good question. Um, inspired me. Um, I would say the lyrics in general. Um, they just, they inspire me. They like, I, you know, there it's, there's just ways that it just like gets in your head and you're like, yes, yes. Like that is inspiring. Um, and in my jewelry for sure, where I want I wanted to create jewelry that somebody could look at and be reminded of their favorite band. So whether it's a bracelet that says life is only living in the present tense or a UM so that you can look down and be reminded like, oh yay, that makes me happy. You know? <laughs> um, and so that inspires me. Um, and lyrics in general are generally what inspire me the most. Uh, which is why I did my uh, lyric affirmation bracelets, um, just so that we could be reminded of of these lyrics that are affirmations and mean something to us, and can be reminded of of the music that speaks to our hearts. Yeah. So, what is a bucket place that you would go to that you want to see Umphreys play? And I mean, it could be, I guess, anywhere in the world now because right. anything is, is possible. So right. some places you would like to see them play. 
Um, I'd love to see them play in Iceland. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and a Harpa musical. Um, <laughs> yes, please. Now I've discovered that I really want to see this. Um, I would love to see them play at the pyramids. Yes, that would be cool. Um, I'm not holding my breath, but, um, it has happened. And even, I think it was, um, Dead & Co went there last year. So this is still happening. I, I, that would be like a bucket list item. That would be amazing. Or Peru would be awesome. Um, and Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii is, is a special place for me. We went there for the first time in, I want to say, oh, two. Uh, for string cheese they played there and that's what brought us there for the first time and we just fell in love with it um so I try to go as often as I can so seeing them would be amazing and then here in the U.S. someplace that I haven't seen Umphreys and would love to is Horning's Hideout which almost happened this year <laughs> I mean that one hasn't been canceled but I doubt it would happen and they were only playing like one set mm -hmm. so a full-on Umphreys weekend at Horning's Hideout and where where is that again it's out it's it's out kind of like in the middle of Oregon okay um, maybe like an hour from Portland something like that I I could be wrong on the timing of it um but it's like this magical little land and there's camping all around this bowl where they have the the concerts and it's on like this little lake and there's like camping and vending and it's like uh the place where they play music um there's like all these trees around it and literally like there's so much energy in this plot of land and in this area that the trees like breathe it just has like its own energy feel to it i i am i mean it's amazing i've only seen cheese there but i've seen them there a lot and some of my favorite weekends ever that's cool that sounds yeah. magical yeah no it's it's really incredible so hopefully it'll happen someday we can keep our fingers crossed put it out <laughs> in the universe it'll happen we'll see yes and a full weekend of them is what i'd like more than like going all the way up there for a weekend or for yeah, one set one set yeah. yeah yeah all right so i have one final question for you describe umphreys mcgee in three words that's a good question um uh, magical transformational and um beautiful i like it i like it yeah that's yeah. nice I, they really I, they really are yeah they really I, are like i i feel like when we go to concerts and we see music that we can transform our lives we truly can like we have the ability to release what we want to get rid of and to embrace and choose what it is that we decide that we want. 
And a lot of times it's like this weekend of shows or this show as we're looking forward to something and we're going and we're traveling and we're driving or whatever it is. It's like, we feel like this is going to help us, you know, whether it's the release from our everyday life or just a release in general of, um, of what we're ready to get rid of. And, and that's what Umphreys McGee, that's what live music in general, not just Umphreys McGee, but in general, it's like, oh, I'm going to this show or, oh, I got to get over this stuff or I'm going through a hard time and I need to release it. And how is that going to happen? It's like, oh, I'm going to go to these fish shows or I'm going to go to this run of shows or whoever it is, you know, some people that's other bands, you know, and that's all vibrational for them. But where can we release? Where can we fill our cup so that we can have that spill over to help and be of service in a bigger way? Because we are all here to be of service and to help others in, in any way possible. It doesn't have to be that you're helping by being a life coach. It doesn't have to be that you're helping by being a doctor or a nurse. It's truly like, how can you be of service? Like serving somebody a meal is being of service. Somebody serving a drink, somebody taking your order, somebody answering a phone, somebody making that appointment at your doctor's office, no matter what it is, we don't all have to be doctors and lawyers but we can be of service. Some people just being of service is being really nice in the grocery store and smiling to people and, and just being caring and loving human beings. And so we're here with our light, no matter how we want to share it, it's, it wants to be shared. It, we want to live in joy. Like we can live in joy and bliss and happiness and harmony and and so much magic and music and and wonderful things that happen in our lives we can also choose the opposite and and it is a choice like it is a choice the way that we look at things is a choice the way that we um just make choices for what it is that we want and what we feel like we should or have to do um and so you know it's all a choice what do we want what do we want and right now is a great time to like go inside and really tune in and figure out what it is that we want absolutely you you are you're so amazing i love i love talking to you and and getting your your energy and <laughs> your insight and i just always even when we're on the phone i just i'm always like just nodding my head and agreeing with you because you're you're absolutely and you're absolutely right and i'm grateful for your friendship and your help in in all of my crazy <laughs> um so thank you so much well, for that's, that's what i'm here to do you know, that's what brings me joy. And I love to talk with people that, you know, we don't all have to be like broken and in crisis to have a life coach or to, for healing in general. Like we don't have to be curled up in a ball in the corner for us to grow and heal. Like we can heal 
as we're already getting it and or maybe we just have like this one thing or it doesn't matter how it is that we choose to heal deeper because we're always healing until we literally die we are healing up until that day and so we have things that we're going through it's okay to ask for help it's okay to be a mess right now it's okay to um to to reach out and like use this time for healing because you know one of the things that i do is i i work with people through transformation in general so it doesn't always have to look one way or like oh when i dot 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 i'll then i'll be able to heal or when i get to this or when i have more time or when i have more money or when I, and that's just our ego mind trying to get us to stay stuck mm-hmm. because I, it loves to keep us stuck. And so it's a matter of making a choice and being like, okay, I, I would love to change this little thing about me, or I want to change everything or just your, your peace of mind. And so it, it truly can be just as simple as changing our mind process to seeing the good or healing this little part of us from that we have these patterns because generally we all have patterns that keep showing up whether it's you know people keep lying to us or we're not worthy of love or we're not worthy of a job or we're not worthy of a partner or I'm not lovable or we have these deeply rooted belief systems and so we we need to get to the point where we want to change our thinking we want to change like that is not serving me any longer and so especially right now as we're we're forced to slow down we're forced to tune in we're forced to connect with ourselves and with the people that we love and to see the beauty around us because we can look at it from a glass half full and we can look at this as a glass empty because truly there's a thousand things that we could be afraid of right now and then there's a thousand things that we can be extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. And so it's a matter of looking at those, choosing to see those and to release the fear because the fear is only stressing us out and focusing on what brings us any amount of joy right now, any amount, any amount of joy. And moving away from the other things because if we are watching the news and it is stressing us out we need to either watch a different news or we need to change how we're getting our information because if you notice and that's doing your work is paying attention to how you feel mm-hmm. so if we are every time we we start watching the news we start crying or as an empath, I, I do that a lot. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. it, am I drained? Am I energized after doing this? Like, do you pop on your Facebook page and like all of a sudden now you're in a horrible mood? Well, if that's the case, then maybe you should follow some different people and hide some things because we shouldn't be doing things or it's not in our best interest to do things that are draining us right now. And really like, going with the flow of it. If I was to give anybody advice on how to get through this um, quarantine, moving back into when things are opening and going back into our now normal life, because this 
is our new normal. Like there mm -hmm. is no going back. We can't go back. There is no back button in life. Mm -hmm. There's just not, there's no rewind. And so if we're gonna go into our new way of thinking, our new way of being, we have to go at it from the perspective that um, that this has all happened for us and not to us, that this is unfolding in our highest good and that we can change some things in our life very, very easily now because we're seeing it all from a completely different perspective. So now we're seeing things differently and to just go with the flow and honor where you are and what you're feeling. You know, nobody else is gonna deal with this illness. Nobody else is gonna deal with what the chatter in your brain. And if every time you leave the house and you're freaked out because you're not wearing a mask or that person is wearing a mask and I'm not wearing a mask or whatever it is that's like the chatter in your brain, um, or maybe I shouldn't go to work or whatever it is, we just have to honor our feelings. Notice the emotions that are coming up, pay attention to what they are because they're here to heal and they want you to grow and to feel them. And just, if you're having a down day, I have a lot of down days. And, um, and then on some days you're gonna be super energetic and just go with it and be, be, do as much as you can. And then other days, if you're not feeling it, just not feel it and curl up with some Netflix and have some fun because that's, you know, we, we have that option too. And that's not to say that everybody's at home because they're not, but in general, we still really need to go with it. And there's a lot of people out there who like myself are energetically sensitive and empathic. And so as all of this is, is unfolding, it's like, who does this belong to? Ask that. Like, is this mine? Is that my stuff? Or is this even, is, is this the collective energy of what's going on? Because a lot of that is clouding our judgment of like, why am I so tired? Why am mm -hmm. I not getting this done? Why do I still have a to-do list that only has three things crossed off six weeks later? You know? <laughs> Yeah. We all have them. We all do, myself included, you know? And so it's like some of it, I think, is paying attention to what you said you would do when you had more time. And then now that you have more time, you're still not doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know, it's like, oh, when mm -hmm. I have more time, I'm going to read that book. And it was like, have you been reading that book? No. <laughs> you know? And and I think that paying attention to what it is on your to-do list that you keep procrastinating and saying that you'll do when you have more time and then not getting to it when you do have time is where we need to pay somebody to do it, find somebody to do it for us. Mm -hmm. Because some people love to sit down at a computer with numbers and to do your books and your taxes. Some people love it. I personally think it's torture. <laughs> that's just me, you know? And there's certain things that's like, some people would love to like sit down and like do this creative project. And it's like, okay, great. Well, that's where we find people to do things. And that's 
the joy part. If we're going to have more joy in our life, we have to create more space for that. And so the things that we love to do that bring us joy, if there is no time for that, because you're doing these things that drive you crazy, then you're never going to be happier. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. So we we really need to like find out what we don't want to do and find somebody to do it. And that's how we have more joy, and that's how we can live in more bliss. Because otherwise, in our brain, we think, "Oh my God, I didn't do this, and I didn't do that, and I should be doing this, and I should be doing that." And it's like after the hundred fortieth day of you telling yourself that, you're gonna start you know having some negative responses to these things seeing that on that list again where you could have paid somebody maybe twenty dollars to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's like not a big deal or a hundred dollars or whatever you know mm-hmm. yeah but um another thing is figure as we grow and transform i feel like it's important too to pay attention to the way that things change in you because as we change and transform all of a sudden it's like oh i didn't think i like to clean and then you start cleaning now as like a changed person or as an adult you know because we may have these belief systems from when we were a kid of like oh i don't i don't like to clean or i don't like amusement parks or i don't like dogs or whatever it is you know so as we change and grow, we have to allow ourselves the option and the realization that we have changed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of this is changing us and we need to like open up our eyes to really see how we can change and what we'd want to change. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for just your energy all the time, but today and for sharing all that, because I know that there's going to be a lot of people listening and watching that are going to need to hear exactly what you said. And I'll admit it definitely is exactly what I needed to hear today too. So not surprised. That's what, what came out of you. Um, If anybody wants to connect with you, um, let us, let us know how they can do that. Um, you can find me on Facebook at um, Mindy Lutch Coaching, M-I-N-D-Y-L-U-T-C-H Coaching. Um, and then there's also MindyLutchCoaching.com, which is a great way to kind of read about the different work that I do and the different programs that I offer. Um, and basically it is spiritual transformation and transforming your life. And then my jewelry line is Divine Healing Jewelry. Uh, There's divinehealingjewelry.com, which is mostly my music-inspired silver creations because they're recreatable. Um, And then uh, Divine Healing Jewelry on Facebook has most of my, has has my music uh, silver stuff and my gemstone stuff. So you can see the powerful healing gemstones, which is one of my favorite things. Um, yeah, so that's the easiest way to connect. Um, I am on um, Instagram too. I'm 
starting that journey and figuring all that out. And that's Mindy Lutch coaching as well. But I would love to connect with any of you guys who is feeling called to spiritually transform their lives and to look at things from universal healing perspective and to be able to tune in and make a choice that they want to change and truly um, even just a you know one session with me and chatting and um, getting to figure out what it is that you want because a lot of people just need clarity so mm -hmm. um, I do offer um, strategy sessions with people for free um, especially right now I have some extra time so um, generally that's just for friends, but I consider everybody in the Umphreys family, my friend and family. Um, so reach out either through the website or you can shoot me a message on Facebook. Um, but I would love to connect with you guys and we truly are one beautiful family. So, um, if you're hearing this or if you know me and you've been thinking about wanting to do that now, it's a good time. Um, <laughs> I have a lot more free time these days. Um, and just in general, like if you are getting that call or if you know me and you have always wondered, um, just reach out. Like it's your time to, to do your work and to do some healing and it can be fun and it can be joyful. Like, as you know, like they're not painful sessions, you know, they're fun and inspiring. So um, now is the time to to feel inspired. And I want everybody to have a little bit of inspiration in their life and healing and knowing that you're doing your work and you're doing what you have to. Absolutely. Well, this has been <laughs> so amazing. Thank you so much for your time and oh, so your energy and, and sharing everything about your story. Thank Yay. You. <laughs> well, I appreciate you and your podcast and your friendship and you being you and shining your light and keeping all of us entertained in these moments <laughs> as well and sticking with it and doing your thing, you know? Thank you. I commend you for that. Thank you. It's It's been an interesting journey and I'm so grateful to have this and, and bring this to everybody, but to connect with all of these amazing people. And it's, it's such an awesome thing. So. Oh, yay. Well, you know where I am. I will talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you. This was super awesome.